episode Aussie Tech Heads. It's episode 540 and it's from the 29th of June 2017. How is going? As you would have heard, we are brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. Go there and get some nice web hosting. All right, we've got a, a good show tonight or uh, well, this week. There's plenty of stuff to talk about. And while we're uh, when we're finished talking about it, you can switch over to the Aussie Tech Radio. You can find out instructions on how to get the radio or play it off the web at AussieTechRadio.com, or you get your TuneIn Radio app cross-platform. Go to the uh, Devices App Store and download the TuneIn Radio app. Search for Aussie Tech Radio. I think we're also there as a as a as a podcast. You can probably search Aussie Tech Heads as well. Just get us and listen to the episode again. Why not? It's full of good stuff. And uh, what else can you do? Oh, we're on Spotify. So when you're in Spotify next, you get sick of listening to um, Taylor Swift. I'm nearly going to say Taylor Dane. Haven't heard from her for a while. And, uh, you can, uh, yeah, put us on the Spotify as well. So that's good. You can get us everywhere, everywhere and anywhere. And that's all thanks to the two greatest podcasters in the world, which one of them is still six. So get better soon, Will. And Jace. How you doing, Jace? Tell it to my heart, Taylor Dean. Oh, yeah. How good's that? I've got half your face. Hang on a second. <laughs> Hang on. I've got to move you around. Fix me up. See the um, people in the audio going, I don't care. There we go. All right. Don't see a damn thing. Do you ever get the feeling you're being watched? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the eye. Oh, how good was uh, Doctor Who last week? Eye of God. Yeah, it looks like The it. Helix Nebula, also known as the Helix NGC 7293, is a large planetary nebula. Located in the constellation Aquarius, discovered it's... by Carl Ludwig Harding probably before 1824. Well, that might be, is that closely related to the Mandragora helix? Must be. Yes, who had that destroyed and pillaged Earth back in the, yeah, probably the 18th century. Luckily, yeah, the don't doc- forget, we've got an asteroid coming in 2029 that's going to hit the Earth and kill everyone. So, something oh, look forward to. Well, I'll be old by then. I know. Right. Well, we we will be at, well 2029. We'll be at our uh, renewable energy levels by then, our targets. So <laughs> we might need a bit of. Something. We just okayed putting um, brain killing chemicals on our fruit and veggies, thanks to the EPA going. Oh, oh yeah, that's why not, not? Right. You know, it's just another chemical. You've already got so many toxic chemicals there. What's another one? Yeah, that's right. So you just got to make sure you watch everything, don't you? Yes. So yeah, Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I liked the um, without trying to give away too much. That guy who was disguised. Oh, yeah. but I think everyone should have seen it by now. His two different characters were so so yes. different. I didn't pick. No, who it was that was disguised. I that picked it. Cool. I picked it. I think as he started just hanging around, and then he was starting to give lip, and then so I heard the music. Yeah, and I, and it reminded me instantly of the same music when that uh, last time when he was disguised as the old man, oh, you know, right. and, he, and he opened up the the watch or whatever it was, yeah, and that was yeah. the same sort of uh, menacing music, climaxing, you know, to to, yeah. to the frenzy. <laughs> oh yeah, it was good. Isn't that Professor Yano, you are that's, not alone. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, Dolt. Yeah, that's him. Oh, <laughs> what did she say? Yeah. Did she say Dolt, that other thing, after everything she said? No, it was Just... something like Chit Dolt. Yes, it's something like that. Chit, I don't think so, Dolt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's challenging, challenging Homer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she so... was in there before as well. She was in the episode Turn Left. With oh, one that had the big beetle yes. on her back. The girl yes, was the yes. mysterious fortune-telling lady. It was the same lady. Yeah, that's another one I don't mind. Oh, but I've, I've got more of a, a memory, I think, for the old series rather than yep, the, yep. The, the new series. It's, but only because oh, <laughs> it's going to make everyone probably think, hello, what am I listening to this show Welcome for? to <laughs> yeah. the Doctor Who show. But, you know, back in the 70s, there was no such thing as video recorders. And, yep. I was, and I was lucky enough to be given an, a, a cassette recorder, and I recorded them on audio tape. <laughs> so, <laughs> only the final episode, because uh, I, I thought, well, you know, everything happens in the final, so I'm not going to record something that I'm going to be left hanging all the time. So yep. <laughs> even though I would have seen them, but oh, yeah, it's a great show. One of my friends worked in a video shop, and he recorded the movie Electric Dreams onto cassette for me, so I used Ooh. to listen to that until I could quote the movie. Well, onto audio cassette. Ooh. I didn't have a video player <laughs> no. or anything because I was too young and yeah. so he just recorded onto an audio cassette and gave it to me and I could listen to it 
whenever I felt like it. And... Living in electric dreams. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that. that was a good song. I didn't mind. Didn't mind that movie. I did watch it. It was. It was good. Yeah, it was a good little light-hearted. Uh, oh, you romp, I suppose. Yep. <laughs> yes. Well, look. So tonight, oh, well, I keep saying that, but this week we're going to talk about the viruses again. Uh, it's been smashing the world once again. We've got a, some Google stories, uh, some unfortunate stories about people getting shot in the YouTube video stunt, which is no good, and uh, and heaps more. Look, can you uh, go to the Facebook page and like us at facebook.com.au forward slash Aussie Techheads, please? Uh, if you're listening, just go there now. I think we need 500 to turn another hundred. So um, if we can five more people, I'd be I'd be happy. I'd be going woohoo! And uh, YouTube.com forward slash Aussie Techheads, and also the paper comes out twice a day. AussieTechheads.com.au forward slash paper, and you can see the website and the show notes, and you can leave us a voice message if you like, and and we'll play it on the show if it's nice. Uh, it's uh, AussieTechheads.com.au forward slash podcast, and you can also there's oh, no, heaps of stuff on there now isn't there that you can click a link and you can you can get notifications in your browser straight away when there's new episodes and all that Keep sort of today. stuff oh, it's great and if you're on the twitter uh the handles are at aussie techheads at glenn goodman at warlock as it as it's normally spelt and if you don't know how to spell it by now go back and watch the last 50 that's, right. that's right as as per yeah 300 to 539 and uh, you can include the hashtag Oz or AUS Tech Heads if you like. All right, don't forget the the uh, oh gee, I think is this intro getting longer or what? The, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I think I just changed a couple of years. Yeah, oh, that funny. <laughs> I'm gonna truncate it. Uh, but I, I don't know. Aussie Max Zone of Tibbing Loft, Old Fart Geeks, Aussie Tech Security. Uh, all Aussie Tech Security uh, episode out last week or early this week. It was I oh, know there was one soon and another one coming out next week. I think because uh, there's viruses all around the place and we want to make sure you're safe. Uh, Dun, 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 dun. Exactly. Now, uh, look, I forgot who who sent me this story. I apologise, but I won't do that one now. I'll find out who it is and I'll mention you later because I said I would. But let's start off with the the uh, unpatched systems have been caught again in the latest ransomware attack. As if the last one wasn't enough to make you go, hmm, they're still not protected. There's a lot of companies out there. I think there was a was it Cadbury? Yep. Yeah. Did you, yeah. Yep. In, One uh, of my friends on Twitter said it's because it stopped the Cadbury factories from producing chocolate. She's like, now hang on, this is going a bit too far. <laughs> now I, I gotta have my chocolate. This this is ridiculous. Now I wanna cry, and I don't even have a computer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the latest ransomware attack is sweeping the world. Uh, just after a month of the wanna cry, wanna cry one uh, would seeing that, uh, yeah, businesses are just still unprepared. And all you have to do to be prepared is to update Windows. And there's been a few I updated the other day, and uh, there was an update just before when I uh, rebooted the computer before the show. And, you know, even by going into Windows Update and then just go check now, like, that even works for me because it says, it comes up and it'll say, last check for update, say, two hours ago. But if you go check now, oh, there's an update there. You think you just scratch it and go, oh, how, how well does that work? But uh, yeah, so there's another outbreak of unpatched Windows systems appear, and which appears to be the entry point. It propagates within the local network using legitimate remote admin tools and password crackers to infect local computers. Now this one is worse than the, the WannaCry and some of the others because it's not really, well it is after money, but you can't get the money to them. Well you can send them the money, but they can't email you back uh, because the... Uh, users are advised not to pay the ransom because the email address used by the criminals to communicate with the victims after getting the ransom to send the decryption keys has been suspended by its German German email provider. Yeah, so uh, not like other forms of ransomware, this particular one is called, uh, I guess you pronounce, correct me if I'm wrong, like Petcha? Petcha? Yeah, but um, after further analysis, they've now called it not, not Petcha. What have they called it now? Not Petcha. Oh, okay. That's the name. Because Petcha's been... It's like Petcha, but it's not really, because it's uh, a lot different. Petcha Mm. was apparently first noticed uh, about a year ago, but um, it wasn't released as big as this. And uh, so this is now called Petcha brackets, not Petcha. (laughs) Couldn't they just put the not in brackets before, prefixed it? <laughs> so, okay. So anyway, uh, this one's pretty bad because it 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 encrypts 
what's this like? different from other ransomware? This Petra does not just encrypt your files; it reboots your computer and encrypts the hard drive. Yeah. So whereas you know all the other ones like the uh, I'm not sure what was that one that was going around before WannaCry. Um, Oh, I forget what it was. But anyway, it encrypted like your data. So it encrypted pictures, documents, uh, things like that. But your computer still worked. Uh, and, and then you could send them Bitcoin. But yes. if your computer is locked out and encrypted, then you can't send anybody anything. But it looks like if you're on the video, I'll flash this screen up here again. It looks like that uh, this is a picture of someone's computer that's been infected. It's rebooted and you're presented with like the, the DOS black screen with some writing on it. And it just says... Oops. And the red skull and crossbones? <laughs> no, no. Oh, you can't see it. Yeah, but it's just got, it's just text. And right at the top, it goes, oops, your important files are encrypted. <laughs> don't. Don't. If you have this text, then your files are no longer accessible because they have been encrypted. Perhaps you are busy looking for a way to recover your files, but don't waste your time. Nobody can recover your files without our decryption service. We guarantee, that's nice of them, I'd like to uh, get it, get it, hold them to that. We guarantee that you can recover all your files safely and easily. All you need to do is submit the payment and purchase the decryption key. Follow the instructions below. $300 worth of Bitcoin. How's your uh, Ethereum going? Up and down like this. <laughs> yeah, right. Same with the Litecoin. Oh, the Litecoin actually going more up, but Ethereum one day is like double the price that I paid and then it's less than what I bought it for and then it's back up again. Mm. So hard to predict. Look, if you're on the Gold Coast, there's a a the first meeting of a blockchain meetup group, uh, which is starting to get a few people attending. Uh, it's uh, going to be pretty good. It's got a few speakers and stuff, so it's free. Uh, look and up. some microphones as well. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully. We, so They'll we can connect to the speakers, right? Yes, we want to put the speakers to work. And there'll be heaps of fans as well. Just a, well, it's winter, so we probably don't need them as much. But uh, yeah, so there. If you want to know, if you know, I don't know the uh, the stuff off the top of my head, but it's on the meetup.com service that you can just go and have a look, sign up, and look at the Gold Coast, look for blockchain, something similar, and you'll get there if you're interested. I might see you there. I'm thinking about going. It's only in it's in Rubina. Uh, yeah. So look out for this virus. I think update your computers. That's all I can say. I went. I did a whip around the house the other day. And just update, 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 most of the, update. Most of the home computers, well, depends on how you connect to the internet, because most of these are coming in through SMB, right? Okay. Which is Microsoft's way of opening up a share on your drive for something yes. to come in and communicate. And if you've got a router or a modem, it should block those ports by default anyway. Right. It's not, it's not going to route it to any particular computer if it gets to the modem the modem's like i don't know what that is and drop it okay so if you've got like a wi-fi dongle plugged directly into your laptop and you go down or you go down to starbucks or something mm. or you plug in a wi-fi dongle and connect straight to the internet then it's got a chance of getting in then you take your laptop home and infect everybody else's in the house or the company which is why you think a lot of these come through or you get it infected onto a USB drive and then you plug that into a work computer without checking it and suddenly mm. the work network's infected. But um, these days, you know, they invented this thing a while ago. It's called a firewall. Yes. And they're really good. They're good, yes. So if you're the kind who likes to plug USB, Wi-Fi, or 3G, 4G dongles, or soon 5G, right, yeah. into your laptop, Enable the firewall. Windows got a default one that's pretty good. You can mm. get lots of firewalls on the internet, install those, and it's going to cut down on this. Then keep your antivirus up to date, your Avast and whatever. But are you saying there's people out there that don't even have Windows firewall turned on? Yeah. But, but it's on by default, so people are purposely turning it off. Why would you turn yeah. it off? Because reasons, they've probably got, maybe they've got some software that has problems with connections. So they're like, I'll turn, off, turn the it off. Okay, that's working now. What do we do? Well, you have to unblock these three port. Oh, screw that. I'll just leave the firewall off. I'm always at work. Mm. And they go, go out traveling. The salesman goes out to show clients, hey, you want to give us, you know, $50,000 because of this graph that I just put in front of you. It's a very pretty graph. You know, it shows you that. You're going to do really good if you give us lots of money. So he plugs in his Wi-Fi to connect to the work network. Okay, I'm going to invoice them. Done. Oh, mm. my computer's infected. 
Well, I'll tell you who did do that. Now, this is this has happened in Victoria, and this is the story that was sent to me uh, by via Facebook uh, by Daniel. So, hi, Daniel. Thanks for the thanks. Dan's for, the man. Dan is the man. So very very appropriate that uh, you sent me this one this week because a virus halts speed and red light camera in Victoria. So, a virus has called chaos, caused chaos in Victoria's entire speed camera network. If it's chaos, you better get Maxwell Smart onto it. Quick Smart. Yeah, I, I keep seeing um, uh, Siegfried turn up in different shows. He's, <laughs> he's obviously still going. I still I still see him turning up everywhere. Sorry about that, Chief. Yes. And what was it? What was the Siegfried's offsider? Stucker. That's right. <laughs> I can't even remember that far back. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I forget the, the how he used to he say Stucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a virus... I remember like Agent 13 and stuff like that. He's knew the guy who used to get in disguises and get in the... hide inside letterboxes. Plants. And... And... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah, so anyway, the Victoria's, who cares about the camera chaos in the camera network? With all fine, well, apparently chaos is because all the fines and for red light and speed cameras are on hold till oh, a full investigation oh, is conducted. That's sad. So last What's week. going to do for revenue? I know, that's why it's full steam ahead to try and get this fixed. Police said 55 speed and red light cameras across Victoria have found they've been infected with the cyber virus, but on Saturday the government quarantined the entire system statewide. Now, the cameras were compromised on June 6 when a maintenance worker, inadvertently, uploaded a ransomware virus into the network using a USB stick. That was being used for a system update. I even heard that this Petra, not Petra, was being spread around by some tax software or something. Wasn't that a heavy metal band? No, wait, that was Pantera. Mm. Yes, well, there was uh, accounting software that was used by some companies and they hacked into the updating system and put Petra onto some of the files. So when people clicked update, oh, there's a new version of my software, update, infected. But um, apparently there's already mounting evidence that Petra's focus is on Ukraine computers and it's deliberately, uh, some people like Cadbury's and stuff are actually accidentally getting it. But the Petya virus is very good at moving within networks, but initial attacks will limit just a few specific infections, which all seem to have been targeted at the Ukraine. The highest profile one was a Ukrainian accounting program that we were just talking about called Medoc, which sent out a suspicious software update Tuesday morning that many researchers blame for the initial Petya infections. Attackers also planted malware on the homepage of a prominent UK Ukraine-based news outlet, according to one researcher at Kapersky. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of uh, the Bit Defender antivirus? Anything or anything or no comment? Um, I think I used it probably like eight years ago or something, but I just stick with the VASP now. I quite like it. Yeah. I think I need. just just before we move off this virusy thing, uh, I read on the malware bytes side uh, site that if you have a paid version of that, that will uh, protect you from the Petra, not Petra virus. Cool. Or ransomware or whatever you want to call it, yeah. Uh, it sounds a lot like Pandora, which brings me to another thing I, I noticed through the week. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, Pandora Australia, if you're using that, you won't be for much longer. Uh, I didn't actually get the story up. I just It's something that I just remembered that I read. So it's obviously they're closing so who down. who uses it? You? I, oh, yes, every now and then. Yeah. My mum and dad do. They love it. Uh, mine's all Spotify and sometimes mm. tune in radio and iHeartRadio. Yeah, I think, well, my mum and dad liked it because, you, you know, because of the seeding or because of the, the uh, anticipating that it did. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, but I think you can do the same on Spotify now anyway, uh, on their radio section, on their radio oh, bit. Right. Yeah, I don't but... use that. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. How is the uh, radio gig going? Really good, yeah. Oh, I did another show last night. That was a lot of fun. And uh, what's the station? Great Lakes FM 101.5. Broadcasting it... from Tunkari Foster area. And is that uh, uh, streamed? So we can, yes. we can all hear it? Hmm. Yep. Tune in radio is how I listen to it while I'm working all day. But right. I'm not actually doing the show. And then um, you can also go to greatlakesfm.org.au and click on the stream button and stream it from your desktop or laptop. Nice. And when's your, when's your uh, stint? Retro Regeneration is on Wednesday night, 6 to 10 p.m. Australian time. Oh, good Australian. stuff. 
Well, it's uh, Wednesday nights. I'll have to tune in for that and have a listen. Sounds good. Did you do much banter? Or it's just pretty much, here's this song? And you go, oh, I remember this song when I was young in the back of the car. Things like yeah, that. every now and then I throw <laughs> in some of those or I might look up information about the song or the band on Wikipedia and just give a paragraph or something like that. Mm. Do, you do, do you do like the old days, you know, they like they don't do it so much now, but after the end of each song they go, and that was uh, Huey Lewis and the News, Hip to be Square. <laughs> do you do things like that or you just let the song go? Usually, usually play uh, two or three, sometimes four in a row. Yeah. Um, and then just backing out, say the last few songs you're listening to, and then put in like station IDs and stuff like this, just program them in in between it. And right. Oh. Like my show ID, you're listening to Retro Regeneration on Great Lakes FM 101.5. All right. Oh, I'm glad we got that plug out of the way. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, unpaid, of course. Now, uh, yeah. So Pandora, I think if you're using it, it's going to die up its own backside pretty soon in Australia. Probably nothing says about worldwide, but just uh, mustn't be making any money over here, so they're going to kill it off. All right, uh, let's go to uh, Jace. What have you found this week that's tickled your Google's little fancy? in the troubles. Oh, they're always in trouble. And European antitrust regulators are set to impose a record fine on Google over its shopping service, concluding one of three cases against the company. European Commission's case was triggered by scores of complaints from both US and European rivals, leading to a seven-year-long investigation into the world's most popular internet search engine. The EU Competition Authority charged Google in April 2015 with distorting internet search results to favour its shopping service, harming both rivals and consumers, and are expected to hand down the fine on Tuesday. Companies found guilty of infringing EU antitrust law rules can be fined as much as 10% of their global turnover, which in Google's case could be about 9 billion of its 2016 turnover, but it's not expected to reach this level and probably more like $1.4 billion. Yes, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Uh, I think the what the trouble with it was they were saying that, that it was putting their own Google store or something at the top of the search yes. results? Like, yeah. do they have a Google store? I didn't even know they had a yeah. Google store. Yeah, they have um, what shopping. They, what, what do they sell? Everything. Electronics it, and other goods. Is it like a bit of a, a drop ship sort of a setup? Like, are you actually buying it from a Google shop, or is it like some other shop that will just send it to you and they get a clip? Do you know? Um, I'm not sure. I've never actually shopped there. No, I, I don't know either. I'll tell you another good site that I found. I'm not sure who put me onto this. Maybe someone on the podcast. Uh, Google Flights. That's, All right. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. We yeah, talked about that we, one. Yeah, yeah I've, lo- I've looked it up a few times. It's uh, I found like I get to Sydney and back for 130 bucks. Oh, so, okay. In July. So I, I might have to do that. Maybe if I just get there and, and wave and come back, it's cheap enough. Well, just having a look at google.com.au slash shopping, there's Xbox One, and when you click on that, you get um, listings from Harvey Norman, um, two, two other shops, The Gamesman, three shops, five plus shops, eBay. So it must just have a list of its partners, I guess. Right. So they're putting where it, Google Google Store Australia. Is this what it is here? Google Store yep. Australia. Ah, oh, yeah, it's got, what's that, a, an iPhone? Yeah, iPhone 6S, Xbox One, toasters, vacuum cleaners, dinner plates, Apple Watches. Chromecast Ultra, $99. So let's pick something, uh, let's pick something that's Don't not... Worry. Where's the, yeah, let's pick this iPhone. Oh, no, it's a Pixel. Jeez, it looks like an iPhone. <laughs> That'll be the next... I'm gonna... I clicked on Cutlery and it's got... Um, how much you can get this particular kind from Target, from House, Freedom, uh, eBay, five other shops. It has reviews and oh, stuff, but okay. I'm guessing it must be like partnerships or something. Yeah, so I guess what that so what they're doing is they're putting the results of from their shop up the top of the search generic and yep. paid ads. See others as uh, yeah. disadvantaged. Yeah, but, you know, it comes back to the same thing as the Microsoft, I think, and the Internet Explorers. Uh, I don't know. I th- You know, like, Google did... This, this Google's search engine, aren't they allowed to do what they want? Like, it is their search Normally, engine. except for when you become pretty much a monopoly, which is what Google really is in a lot of countries now. 
who's going to bing it? Really? Are you going to bing? I'll tell you, bing is only good for me uh, if I'm looking for videos. It, for, it has Web a, Wombat. Who was it? Web Wombat. What's that? Is that videos? It's Australian search engine, Web Wombat. Oh, let's have a look at this thing. Hang on, where's I'll put it on the screen so people can see. Web Wombat. Here we go. Australia's original internet search engine and still kicking. It's not roadkill yet. No. Oh, it's not very nice, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it still exists. Yeah, right. But what? AltaVista. Exclusive this week on the Wombat DVD review lights out. Well, who cares? But is it? it's not a search engine, is it? The original Australian. Yeah, it has on the right hand side there, search Australian. Oh, so I only had it opened up in a little. I still can't see it on the right hand <laughs> side. It's become more of channels than search by the look of it now. No wonder Google is winning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't even find where you type it in. Let me push home. I'm sure I'm on the home page. I can't even see that. There's nowhere you can type it in. Oh, down <laughs> there. There, I'll search Australian news. You can see news search, but that's about it. Yeah, I can't see nothing else. It's got channels up the top for looking at yeah. It's like a directory, I think. It's like uh, Yahoo started out just a directory of things now rather than search. Yeah, it looks like it's just there for the, the lols. <laughs> okay, what so, else are you going to use it for so that's webwombat.com.au my goodness eh? there you go now what else have I got here uh, oh, while we're on Google let's go to this one eh? Google will stop scanning Gmail to create targeted ads so as you might have known or might not have known Google will scan the contents of your Gmail emails uh, to see what you're talking about in an effort to help uh, analyze and produce relevant ads to the right-hand side. Now, Google... nobody's reading your email, and don't worry, that's the privacy thing people worry about. It's an automated mm. script that looks for keywords in email, and, you know, you talk about this afternoon, I'm going to do the vacuuming, and then suddenly all these ads for Dyson pop up or something yeah. like that. Yes, that's right. So uh, only NSA and you can read your emails. Yeah. Now, Google says it will stop scanning the Gmail content for creating personalized ads from later this year. Google's practice of analyzing incoming and outgoing emails of its free consumer Gmail users has been criticized in the past. <gasps> yeah, it's no good. Poor Gmail. Uh, look, that was a, a quick one. I had another one that I wanted to get stuck into. Uh, where was it? I'll give... Stick uh, it to us, Glenn. I'll, I'll do this one and then you can do another one. But I'll go the iPhone anniversary edition. Now, I wonder if this is going to happen or not, but they this is what how the story goes. Uh, maintaining the usual secrecy about Apple plan app about products, Apple is widely expected this year to announce three phones instead of the usual two updated versions of the current seven and seven plus, as well as a tenth anniversary iPhone with a different display. <gasps> and Robert Scoble had a bet that it was going to be a see-through phone, so you could see all the electronics. It's going to be like all glass or plastic and glass, so you can see everything inside. Oh, It'd nice. That w well, it would be nice, but uh, I wonder if, if, if would they want it us to see very Apple-y? No, no. It's probably, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. It'd be something different anyway. Anyway, the 10th anniversary iPhone with a different display and new features like wireless charging and facial recognition. Why would they just punch them out to the normal run and make the 10th anniversary... Put a 10 on the back or something, you know? Like, I don't know if that'd be right, would it? You make, you put, you just punch out your, you know, run of the mill, nothing really changed, the iPhone 7S and 7S Plus, nothing's really changed here. And then uh, all of a sudden you've got this 10th anniversary run, the same year, same time, wireless charging, you know? Uh, what Which a different display. people going to get? Yeah, different display and blah, blah, blah. I, I can't see that. Well, it's not going to do well, the you same. Need, you need to have something for the povos, right? Well, yeah, fives, iPhone fives. <laughs> I'll tell you though, a good, good, uh, looks like good, good, uh, tell telephone deals at Audi this week. Did you see those? No, because uh, Audi's on the Telstra 4G network and they had something like a 12 month prepaid sim for about $250. 
and it had unlimited calls, unlimited SMSs, all that jazz, and 42 gig for the year. So, yeah, so it worked out about $20 a month uh, for about three gig a month, something like that. So that's not bad for 20 bucks a month. So, but even Aldi's normal plans are, are pretty, you know, pretty good. Like, you get like 30 bucks and you're getting five gig a month and unlimited calls. I wonder what their customer service is like. Well, well, how often do you have to call up about problems with phones? I don't know. I'm a tech person. I don't call up anybody. <laughs> yeah, well, if yeah. I got a problem, I just juggle it. Yeah, same here, if I can. And then you only call up to, a, you know, if you feel in the mood for a fight. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, look, it's, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing it after mine runs out in September. I'm getting away from the $120 a month. And if I can get down to 30, I'll be stoked. On, on your anniversary, 10th anniversary iPhone? No, because that would mean that I'd have to probably go on another contract to get another phone. Mortgage but, the house. Yeah. I don't think, look, at this stage of, of proceedings, I'll, I'll never do that again. I'll never buy a new phone on a plan. No. I think, well, as soon as I did, you got the, I'm on a $120 plan. And then as soon as, as soon as the iPhone, you know, hype slowed down, Telstra came out with their $45 plans, excluding yeah. the phone, of course. But, you know, yeah. it's just, yeah. it, would, it would have been better off to buy the phone. But uh, anyway, that's, that's what happens. All right. What else you got tucked under your little uh, Google Notes? Well, since you happen to be talking about phones, the battery life and durability of the Nokia 3310 made the handset arguably the most iconic phone the world had ever seen. When the HMD Global Group, the company that has bought the rights to make phones under the Nokia name, announced it was resurrecting the indestructible Nokia 3310 earlier this year, excitement was at a high. The revamped 3310 included a 2.4-inch color screen, micro SD slot, two megapixel camera, and a highly populated game Snake. And just like its famous predecessor, the phone boasts amazing battery life with 22 hours of talk time and an incredible one-month standby time per charge. HMD Global Chief Executive Arto Numella said the 3310 had been made purely for fans of the Nokia brand. We were constantly being contacted from a huge number of people around the world asking for old Nokia models to return, and the 3310 was at the top of their list, he said. Sure. Unfortunately, Nokia confirmed the revamped 3310 would only run on a 2G network, which means it'll be effectively useless in Australia as we're currently phasing out the outdated technology. It's not all bad news for Aussie customers with Mr. Numella pointing out that the company has three affordable mid-range Android smartphones available at the local market from late July. Mr. Numella said that Nokia 3, Nokia 5, Nokia 6 devices, all under $400, combine superior craftsmanship, distinctive design, <laughs> and powerful entertainment features rarely seen on mid-range phones. Oh, the devices have it. a premium look and a unique Nokia design, which believes less is more, he said. We also have what we believe to be the best Android experience on the market, with the promise of monthly security updates so buyers don't have to worry about getting a virus. Good. Phones also include the latest NuGar operating system and will continue to get new updates as Google releases them. This is unheard of for phones at this price point. Oh, it's unheard of. I've never heard of it before. So, but unheard what, of. <clears throat> so what about this revamping? Like, good revamp if it's still 2G. Ah, yep. like, <laughs> like, are they serious? <laughs> or you mean it's not just a uh, release excess stock uh, sale yeah. or something, <laughs> you know. Oh, revamped, yeah. yeah. Woo. Yeah, they probably just, you know, uncovered a, another warehouse full of uh, Nokia, whatever they were, 3310s. Never got sold. Still in the original packing. That means double the price on eBay. Yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> now, now, how is this? This is a bit of a, bit of a, a sad story, I guess. A US woman has shot her boyfriend dead. In a YouTube stunt. So the couple's three-year-old child and nearly 30 onlookers watched as she fired the bullet into his chest. So what was happening here was they had this YouTube channel and they're trying to get extra viewers, more viewers for it, all this sort of stuff, you know. What a what a great way of doing that. that. Works. Let's let's have old love shoot a gun at me. I'll hold it up. A... <laughs> Won't they get a lot of subscribers and viewers for this one? Yeah, well, I had a look at it. Not of the, there's no video of the actual thing, but the the previous week's video it was uh, I think it was about 160 thousand, where previous other ones were about maybe 12 thousand yep. or something like that. But geez, I'd be happy for 12 thousand views. 
yeah, so yeah, so anyway, he he stood there. He I'm not sure what encyclopedia he held up, but he held up an encyclopedia in front of him, and she was to shoot the gun through that, or shoot the bullet through that. Uh, I can tell you. Let me see if I can give you some. Here's a picture of him if you're on the YouTube. Poor guy. Uh, now the aunt said that they did not, they did it yeah to increase their social media following. Now the aunt told WDAY TV that a nephew had told her he wanted to do the stunt because we want more viewers, we want to get famous. Now Courtney James Brew described He's the, famous. The well, yeah, infamous described the book as a hardcover encyclopedia. Oh no, county attorney. Courtney, what did I say? Courtney something. <laughs> it's County Attorney described the book as a hardcover encyclopedia and said the weapon used was a .50 caliber Desert Eagle handgun. So here's a good idea. Get two encyclopedias. <laughs> One you shoot before you turn on the camera and nobody is holding onto it and it's just on the ground or something. Then if that passes, I still wouldn't stand there with the... No. Encyclopedia, even if that did work, but at least them, it might have saved a life. Well, I wondered, like, how close that she was. Like, I wouldn't be standing, like, you know. She's, like, one foot away in the article. Yeah, right. Uh, Like, I don't know, thinking about it, like, would you think that a bullet would go through an encyclopedia? I don't know, I suppose. They move pretty fast and they're spiralling at the time, so it should be able to dig its way through. Yeah. Usually people have got metallic things or iPhones that stop it and then they Jesus saved them and stuff. Mm, mm. But yeah, so that's uh that's no good. So I think you know you just don't go and do stupid things on for just for for viewers. Like it's crazy, very crazy. Um, all right, take us somewhere else, please, Jace. Nintendo has announced the Nintendo Classic Mini Super Nintendo Entertainment System, a tiny console designed to look like the incredibly popular SNES that was first released in Australia in 1992. Following up on the well-received but impossible to get NES version from last year, the diminutive Super Nintendo is powered by USB and connects to your TV via HDMI. It comes packaged with two controllers and loaded with 21 of the system's greatest games. That's not hyperbole either. There's seriously not a mediocre game on the list. <laughs> 16-bit versions of Nintendo's own franchises are, of course, included with Super Mario World, Super Metroid, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, Super Mario Kart, Donkey Kong Country, Kirby Superstar, Yoshi's Island, and more. But there's a diverse handful of fan favorites from publishers other than Nintendo 2, including Mega Man X, Street Fighter 2, and Super Castlevania 4. True to the console's legacy, there's also four of the greatest role-playing games of all time from Nintendo and publisher Square Enix, Earthbound, Secret of Mana, Final Fantasy 3, released as Final Fantasy 6 in Japan, and Super Mario RPG. In a surprising move, Nintendo is also including Star Fox 2, a game that's gained almost mythical status as it was known to be completed, but it was never released for sale. The system will launch in Australia and New Zealand on September 30 at a price of $119.95. This is a little pricier than last year's model, but then Super Nintendo games are significantly more complex than the older NES games. At least this time, at last this, at last time, there'll be no, there should be at least. <laughs> anyway, this time there'll be no USB power adapter in the box, but if you don't have plenty of those lying around, Nintendo will sell you one for 20 bucks. So what are they saying? It's more expensive to what to rebuild a thirty-year-old game because what it's more complicated, isn't it? Already built and sorted. Yeah, these are usually just an emulator running on Linux or something in the box. Oh, yeah. So this this sixteen-bit version of it is is coming out. So well, it's get... more complicated to get the perfectly running emulator to run all of these 16-bit oh, yeah. games than it is oh, to okay. do an emulator to run 8-bit games. Oh, so they're not, they haven't jammed in the original Nintendo ROM or anything? Yeah, yeah, that's got the ROM in there plus an emulator that can pretend that it's the um, actual Nintendo ROM operating right. system. Yeah. And it's got the game ROMs in there. Like you would just get a Raspberry Pi with RetroPie, download the ROMs, and then run it. So it's exactly the same as that, only more legal. Mm. So, yeah, so it's funny, isn't it? Because they're bringing out the 16-bit version when Apple's talking about nothing but 64-bit. 
Yep. So, <laughs> so iOS 11 brings substantial changes, as we have probably heard, including an interface redesign for key apps, removal of support for 32-bit programs, or augmented virtual reality support, and many under-the-hood improvements, such as a new Apple file system called APFS. Oh, it's all so good, you, you can't even talk about it. Don't install the public beta software on any system you don't directly control or that you share with others, Apple said. And if you no. do, then don't contact games publishers and app publishers and say, oh, your game's not, or app's not working on the beta of the new operating system that's not released. Because, duh. So you can go and get the, apparently it's a public beta, although you need the Apple ID to get it. But a, a stark warning accompanies such downloads. Don't blog, post screenshots, tweet, or publicly post information about the public beta software. And don't discuss the public beta software with or demonstrate it to others who are not in the Apple beta software program. Or else. No, I didn't say or else. But the, the final release of iOS 11 and High Sierra are expected to arrive around September 20 this year. But don't talk about it. Not loud. Shh. Secret Squirrel. That was a good cartoon, Secret Squirrel. <laughs> I like Secret Squirrel. I like the, the old quote you were talking about, 64 bits before. A really old quote was, Windows was once famously described as 32-bit extensions and a graphical shell on top of a 16-bit patch to an 8-bit operating system originally coded for a 4-bit microprocessor written by a 2-bit company that can't stand one bit of competition. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yes, yes. Oh, if I had... If I... If, I, need, I need to get my little soundboard. I it's nerd tastic. <laughs> yeah, Will was showing me he's got a soundboard now. He's got loaded up with a heap of stuff on it. I've got a. Uh, what's he running? What's he run that on? Like he's I, he's Android or Tablet, something. Tablet, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. I did download a program for the iPad that did a soundboard. Quite good. You know, just push button get a sound. But I couldn't get it loud enough into the mix here. Oh. But, uh, but I'll try again because you know things have improved, not markedly. <laughs> <laughs> still got the same. I can still get a headphone jack into an Apple device because soon you won't be able to. No, no, that's right. Well, the seven you can't, can you? No. Nope. So unless you have a dongle, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you can't. You can, you can't get unless you whack your dongle in it. Yeah, you can't get nothing else in. <laughs> and if you. Yes, we'll leave that one there because that could get a bit crazy. <clears throat> um, what else What else can we talk about? James? A Sydney biohacker who had his travel smart card implanted beneath his skin oh, yes. may find this his extreme method of making his commute more convenient was all for naught. Oh. Transport bosses are threatening to deactivate his Opal <laughs> card that currently resides in a biocompatible plastic sleeve somewhere in his hand. Oh, my God. Now, his name, legal name, is Meow Ludo Disco Gamma Meow Meow. Meow. Cut down the opal chip, had it encased in plastic and implanted just under the skin of his left hand by a piercing expert. This means rather than rummaging through his wallet or bag and tapping the travel card against the machine, he waves his oh, hand over the scanner. First world problems. This is not <laughs> travel you're looking for. Mr. Oh. Meow Meow had the 10 mil by 6 mil chip inserted under the skin of his hand and said it meant he always had the card on him. It gives me an ability that not everyone ha else has. So if someone stole my wallet, I could still get home. He said he can even top up his card using his smartphone. But Transport for New South Wales, who administer the Opal card system, have said it does not support the tampering or damaging of Opal cards, which would be a breach of the terms of use. Oh. Don't breach the terms of use. That's that's terrible. <laughs> On Facebook, Mr. <laughs> Meow Meow said, instead of pointing out what someone is doing wrong, transfer for new, Transport for New South Wales should fix the tons of transport problems. Mm. He suggested the Opal card sensitivity could be increased like overhead toll readers on roads. Passengers could easily just walk straight through and decrease the quantity of time needed to go up and walk to a scanner and stand in queue. This is one of the thousands of reasons people don't use public transport. Oh, look, I think that's, uh, I don't know, I'd be quite upset if they deactivated that after all the trouble he's gone to. Meow, 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 meow,
What has he got? What has he got on his screensaver of his of his TV? Is it, you know that was that Mio Cat or something that goes across the screen? Hello Kitty. Is that the one with all the colours coming out? Nyan the... Cat. What what is it? Nyan Cat. Yeah, and I I, I wasn't really aware of it too much. And... Do you know there's a uh, you would probably know, but there's a YouTube video of that. Ten hours. Yes. <laughs> Ten hours of it. <laughs> Go. What's it called? Go and have a look at it. What's it? Let me see if I can find it, and I'll show you what it's all about. Nothing changes. It's the same picture for ten hours, and yep. you you look in the comments and it the says, same tune. Yes, and you look in the comments, and it says, "Oh, I got to hour six and you go, "What? <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? Do you, you yeah, know? and cat N Y A N and cat. Let's have a look. Let's just. Cry. Oh, there it is. Is that the one six years ago? Oh, it's been well, 147 million views. How's that? Rubbish? He's got a pop tart on him and rainbows coming out the back as he flies through the sky. That's him, and this goes for. <laughs> oh, this is only a small one. So you pretty much get the That's gist what of she that. Said. Hey, nothing. Oh, yeah. So. That's it. And it just goes for 10 hours. Yep. <laughs> and whoever was the person that got through six hours, you are sick. Um, but yeah, so the, the guy with the the uh, thing in his hand, like he's gone to that much trouble. If they deactivate it, well, what's the point? He'll just probably get another one, won't he? That's... He might have wanted to be infamous, but don't tell people when you do things like this. Well, another scam, apparently, people were... Uh, doing and I wasn't aware of it until you know it was written about, and I think the government complained about in New South Wales was, you know, because you know how the airport liners cost you a lot more to travel yep. on than the normal lines. Well, what people were doing was they so they'd be using their Opal card, running it down to I don't know, say fourteen or whatever, say two dollars, and yep. that and you would you were still if you're in credit you're allowed to to tap on and you would go into debit. Right, yep. and then when you exited the train station, I don't, you can't tap off or something. So anyway, you just throw the card away, go get another one. Oh. <laughs> so because you know, that, how can they track you? So yeah, so that's a bit of a bit of a one there. Uh, look, I've got one more, but you've got a couple more, Jace. What else have you got cracking on over there? Well, this one is very, very, very important. I'll have you know, Glenn. Oh, okay. A new patent has been filed for an innovating brewing technique that incorporates a live strain of good bacteria into the brewing process. Hey, what? Researchers at the National University of Singapore have created a probiotic sour beer oh. that may boost immunity and improve gut health. Oh. The bacteria Lactobacillus paracaceae L26 is capable of neutralizing toxins and viruses and regulating the immune system. Chanmi Zin Alsin of the Food Science and Technology Program at NUS said, while good bacteria are often present in food that have been fermented, there are currently no beers in the market that contain probiotics. Developing sufficient counts of live probiotics in beer is a challenging feat as beers contain hop acids that prevent the growth and survival of probiotics. As a believer of achieving a healthy diet through consuming probiotics, this is a natural choice for me when I pick the topic for my final year project. Well, well, well. We hail you, sir. <laughs> you are a legend. Yes, fight off colds while you're having a beer. Uh, yeah, well, people say if you get a cold, you have whiskey, right? That's supposed to help mm. loosen up the flame and stuff. Why not have a beer instead? I'll tell you what I do. If you're getting a sore throat or whatever, and you know, especially in the winter and all this sort of stuff, you don't have to go crazy. But you just you tip a bit of bourbon or you know something straight into your gob, and then you just gargle it, right? And you gargle it until it's that hot and you can't handle it anymore, right? And yep. that and that'll kill the germs in the back of your throat, and then. Yep. And because the germs won't live in the bourbon and you don't want to waste stuff, you just swallow it. Yep. And then you should wake up the next day all right. But other than that, yeah, next five right. minutes you'll feel good. So <laughs> whatever works. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. Yeah, and gargle every five minutes if pain, if symptoms persist. <laughs> <laughs> symptoms pers persist, see your bottle-o. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Go and buy some more. Yeah, so that's, that's interesting, isn't it? So they always said Guinness used to have well, not healing properties. I was it? But... Hey, if you're pregnant, you should have Guinness for iron. 
Oh, right, right. One of my exes, she had that when she was pregnant. She went to see the doctor. He said, you've got low iron concentrations in your bloodstream. Go drink some Guinness and put right. some iron into yourself. Could she but, just eat a banana or a chop? Not good enough. <laughs> Guinness is super concentrated iron power for the win. Oh, good stuff. I used to go um, with one of the guys from work on St. Paddy's Day and we'd go down to the local Irish pub and have a pint of Guinness and he'd get halfway through. It'd take him about an hour to get through half a pint and he's like, I can't drink this. This is too thick. And I'm like, man, I finished like 10 minutes into the drinking session, standing around talking to you for another 50 minutes and you're still not finished. Yeah, look, I, I, last time I, I haven't had a Guinness for years. I wasn't too keen on it, to be honest. But uh, yeah. I'll go back and try again. It's been uh, quite some time. I'll, uh, I should give it another go. I'll have to go to the local Irish pub and uh, tell them to hit me up. Yep. Now, look, this story here, this is a bit, this is cray-cray, really. Foxtel seeks to block changing pirate sites. So you would know about when I'll try and define changing here. So you know when you go to the piratebay.org, you know, they take it down. So they bring it up in piratebay.tk or piratebay.sk or whatever. They keep moving them around. Once they once the domain closes, they open up again. So anyway, Foxtel and I think it was Roadshow appeared before the court in Sydney this week seeking to amend the previously handed down orders that forced the major ISPs to block a handful of piracy-linked sites. And obviously, uh, Pirate Bay is one of them. Now, the, uh, yeah, so the original application bought for injunction by Foxtel sought to have the Pirate Bay Torrents with a Z, Torrent Hound, and ISO Hunt. I thought ISO Hunt it was long gone. Yeah. Is that still going? Let me, let me, Must be. let me have a look. You won't be able to go because you've got Telstra. Well, this is how silly it is. Because, let me go. ISO Hunt. Oh, it's still going. Wow. Well, there you go. Uh, but anyway, so uh, uh, is blocked by Telstra. Look, see? Ooh. Oh, you can't see it, but it is still going. <laughs> but uh, the Pirate blah, 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 uh, blocked by Telstra, TPG, and Optus. The injunction was granted in December. Now, this week's application targeted mirror sites of the Pirate Bay and Torrens. But uh, I went there. I did go there. I went to the piratebay.org. And I did, let me show you, I did get the good old text on a blank white screen. I'll read it to you what it says, just a blank white screen uh, saying, there it is, right there. It says, content denied. Access to the website has been disabled by order of the Federal Court of Australia because it infringes or facilitates the infringement of copyright. 1-800-0863464 for information. I should have rang it. the URL for that one? piratebay.org Didn't you ring that number one other time we listened to it? Let's have a ring now. See what it is. See what they say. 1-800 uh, 086-346 I should have put it on no, don't send my number. I'll be gone. The message you have received denying access to a website is not a Telstra issue or fault. <gasps> Access to this website has been disabled by an order of the Federal Court of Australia under Section 115A of the Copyright Act 1968. Operator. Because it infringes or facilitates the infringement of copyright. Disagree. Operator. <laughs> oh, she hung up. <laughs> okay. Uh... But, uh, but anyway, look, the silly so thing... So what movie should I search for since I'm on that page? Well, you uh... can't... Yeah, well, well, I was going to say... I don't go with any of the big ISPs. No, so you're the little ones. But I'll tell you, this is how silly it is, right? I'll tell you how, how easy it is to circumvent this. This I couldn't believe it, to be honest, but obviously because I thought I'll fire, up, proxy. I'll fire up my VPN. So I fired up the VPN. Oh, yeah. No, it still didn't work. So I thought, oh, I can't really be bothered, you know, shutting down everything. It was probably held in case or something. I thought, oh, yeah, it's going to work. I know it will work on a VPN, so I'm not going to worry about doing that. But I changed the the um, network adapters DNSs to Google. It worked yep. straight away. It straight away came up. Now, how crazy it's is that, that? Yeah. So Telstra has poisoned their DNS, but yeah. it hasn't affected any other DNS. So that's the only way they're doing it. But isn't that just the? It's, it's crazy. <laughs> so all you all they're doing is just really what just stopping the real, I suppose, uneducated tech uneducateds. 
yeah. the noobs out there. But yeah, so um, yeah, I just as a matter of testing, I just changed to the Google yeah what eight 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 and eight eight four four, and Ooh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two seven twenty p. That's not high enough. You want ten eighty. 1080p BR rip. If you're going to go for Jar, you might as well be watching some good quality. <laughs> Fair dinkum. Well, at least 720p for you. <laughs> Give me 4K. I'm going out in style. <laughs> What's you up? going to get a 4K TV at some stage? Oh, look, I'm looking at new TVs now, but I don't have any money. I'm looking at... <laughs> I've been I've been to and fro from these Kogan TVs. Oh, yeah. You know, the 55 inches and uh, for $500 free shipping. Uh, I only got a 50-inch 1080p a few years ago, so I'm not really ready to go buy another one yet. No, no, I know. Aldi's... But what sucks is I've got this TCL TV and um, it's got an app store. It's not Android or anything. It's their own proprietary mm, stuff. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have Netflix. But if you buy the next year's model, the app store, the same app store, checks the model of your TV and goes, yeah, you bought a newer one, so we'll let you get Netflix. But people who bought last year's one, they're not allowed to get it. I'm like, really? But really? You're going to... I mean, I've got a Roku plugged in there anyway, and I can watch Netflix. But mm. why would you stop your loyal customers just yeah. because the, the the year model that... It's like, oh, well, you want Netflix, you'll have to buy another TV this year, even though you bought one last year for another $700. Mm. Thanks. Well, see, that's right. Like, and I think the, the look. The only reason I'm I'm sort of up and down with this Kogan thing, and I you know list. I think I'd mentioned this last time. Uh, listening to Adam Turner, you know, when he was on the show, going, you know, you get what you pay for, picture quality wise, and all this sort of stuff. I'm yeah. really, really worried that it's going to have motion blur. Uh, I don't yeah. know if it will. No, I don't know if it will in this day and age, but I am worried about it. But if I, only you could find out who he's rebadging. <laughs> yeah, so I know Audi have got the 55 inches as well this week, I think. That bone? Uh, born or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I was thinking about those. And I know, because, see, if I had to send it back, well, it's easy to send it back to the store to Audi yeah. store rather than having to pack it up and send the courier back to Kogan. Kogan yeah. It probably cost me 70 bucks or so. But yeah, so look, I mean, then I'm thinking, should I just spend a thousand bucks on something else? Because I don't want smart TV because you got all the plug-in, you know, the dongles and everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, but another another little thing that happened today, which, you know, you sort of go, should I, shouldn't I, was we haven't had free-to-air for a while. That Something happened to the aerial. And so finally thought... I have a- I've moved into this house and I just haven't plugged the aerial in because I've got no interest in it. Yeah, well, uh, look, oh, look, we were only, uh, we were only getting pay, uh, free to wear through the little SD Foxtel box and, you know, you, you do like to watch HDTV occasionally yep. if it's free to wear. So I did ring the aerial guy. He came out, told me I needed a new booster and a new aerial. It was $220. And, yeah, I really, I just went, hmm, you know, really? Do I really need mm, this? It? Do I watch no. it? I went, yes. I wasn't at that stage yet <laughs> to let something free go. You're not going to cut the cable. No. Well, it's only free to wear, isn't it? So I, I stream iView from my Samsung Galaxy S8 straight to the Roku, and it comes up on the TV in 1080p. It's really good. Well, I tried doing that. I, could, I was only getting like 780 or less out of it. It is good. Um, it's got a built-in Smart View app that when you, you run the iTunes app, mm. you start Doctor Who and then you click smart screen. It goes looking for devices found Roku. Do you want me to stick it there? Whack. Yep. And then you turn the phone sideways because it's just, it's just mirroring exactly what's on the screen. Yeah. Yes. And then you leave it on the floor. So it's that way. And you get the closed captions and everything, which some things seem difficult to show. And it also shows the Android buttons virtual buttons down the side on the big TV screen. So you got these big square buttons down the edge. Oh, no. It works in the the audio and it streams it beautifully. It looks lovely. But can't you get, so you've got, what sort of TV have you got? TCL. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. So, so the only way to, so if you've got a Chromecast, doesn't Chrome, doesn't that have a native, does that have a native eye view? I'm not sure. But I tried to, to, to um, send eye view 
to a TV, to an Apple TV, I think it was. No, it was to a Chromecast, and I wasn't yeah. excited about the quality. I thought it was less than 780 or 720p. Could be, yeah. yeah. it was all but blocking. this one goes with whatever the phone's native resolution is, I think, mm. so it was quite good. There's no hacks for those Telstra Roku TV boxes, is there? To I don't think so. <laughs> strip out the Telstra software. <laughs> Reflash the firmware probably do it. Are you game, yeah. though? Oh, I don't care. I don't use it for nothing else. <laughs> Might yeah. as well have, have a go. But how would you reflash it? Oh, that's getting a bit too much. Roms would have to be somewhere. Well, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, all right. So quickly, I think you got one more because we're going to pay. Are you going to pay at XP? We're always in for a quick one of those. Uh, yes, why not? According to MS Power User, the London Metropolitan Police is still using around 18,000 PCs powered by Windows XP an operating system Microsoft stopped supporting in 2014. So who's going to get the ransomware stuff, do you reckon? Hmm. Let Poppers. me guess. What's more important, what's more is that the police force is upgrading its PCs from Windows XP to 8.1 instead of Windows 10. Only eight PCs at the police force are reportedly powered by the most secure version of Windows right now. From the report, from the looks of things, the London Metropolitan Police will continue to upgrade their systems to Windows 8.1 at the moment. Windows 8.1 is still being supported by Microsoft, although the mainstream support for the OS is set to end on 9th of January 2018. Microsoft will offer extended support for the OS until 2023, which means Windows 8.1 is still a much more secure alternative for the Metropolitan Police than Windows XP. Huh. Windows 10 still would have been the best option in terms of security, however. Microsoft is releasing security updates for the OS every month, and the new advanced security features like Windows Defender Advanced Threat Protection makes PCs running Windows a whole lot more secure. Spokesman for the Conservative London Assembly said in a statement, the Met is working towards upgrading its software, but in its current state, it's like a fish swimming in a pool of sharks. It is vital the Met has given the resources to step up its upgrade timeline before we see another cyber attack with nationwide security implications. So yeah, go yes. to Windows 8.1. The Russians will be able to get in there soon enough and find mm. any information they want. And... Yeah, my little server I got running here is on 8.1. Well, my... my... Um, you know what I made into a server is yep. eight point one, but I'm I just can't be bothered upgrading it to ten. Like it's a lot of work because <laughs> I've got all the drives are what are they dynamic? Or something. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm not too I'm not even too sure how I would upgrade that. Not game. No, mine's yeah. just a little Synology box with a couple of hard drives in there. It's doing fine. So I'm yes, for a server. Yeah, look, I might have to look at something like that. I I guess because. Yeah, like I've got a whole computer running, you know, and all it does is just sit there with, and it should generally just be serving those files. Make um, sure you you pay a little bit extra money and get the Intel CPU, though. I've got the cut-down, uh, I can't even remember. There's a cut-down CPU that doesn't do transcoding of videos and stuff. Oh. So if, if your device can't play it natively, then it can't play it at all. So if you get a Synology that's got the Intel chip, it's more powerful and can do the streaming and yes. transcoding of videos. So what sort of so is what does transcoding? What is that built into it, or do you have to put that yeah. on? Oh, it's, no, built, it's built in. Built oh, it. nice, sweet. Okay. It's just that the CPU in mine isn't powerful enough to do the so transcoding. It would just be too slow. So they disabled it by default. Okay, oh. but it works great. You know, you put any any device that's got VLC or my TV TCL TV can play probably 90% of the videos I've got and hmm. devices. My I can just power up my laptop, watch it on VLC, or put it on this desktop here, watch it on VLC. Any of those work fine. Well, I've got my little Raspberry Pi with the Kodi. Yeah, I was thinking oops. of getting one of those soon, actually, with a couple of controllers, do some RetroPie or something. Yeah, I was interested when you mentioned that again. I, you reminded me of the, the RetroPie. I thought, yeah. That's, what is that? Is that just the MAME? that take yeah. MAMES? Yeah, right. It's like a MAME for ARM. Um, but um, you can get a bundle I was looking at on eBay for like $120 or something. It's got the RetroPie with a nice case with cooling fans, two Bluetooth joysticks that have charges so you can charge up the batteries on them and oh, just yeah. use like a Sony PlayStation joystick. Yeah. Um, HDMI cable, power cable that's got a button on it because the Raspberry Pi, the only way to turn it off is to unplug it. But what of them are selling it with a button in the power cable. Yes, mine's like that. Stick it off and yes. it's got, it comes with RetroPie. It's got um, Kodi on it. 
It's got an operating system that has a word processor, web browser, spreadsheets, all of that stuff built into it. So you could use it like a normal base computer if you wanted to as well. Yeah, right. Oh, that, yeah, that's all right. How much do you know for, for the, that? Depends on what you want. Oh, some of them even got a little mini keyboard that's probably about twice as big as my phone and it's Bluetooth. So if you want to search for your movie, instead of going left, left, down, right, 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 down, yeah. down, click up, up, left, up, left. <laughs> You can just type it on the keyboard, so you pay a little bit extra for that. Is but that you... for the Cody? Yeah, yeah. Or well, for the... any of the stuff, you know, retro uh, Pi. If you want to look up Pac-Man instead of scrolling oh, yeah. down to P and stuff, the um, the Cody uh, has got an app with all that on it. Oh, that'd be on, handy too on yeah. your phone. Yeah, that's all I use. It's oh, it's so good. It's but so, yeah, it depends. Love it. You can get like a sixteen gig card or go up to one hundred and twenty eight gig card if you want to put a lot of stuff on there. So yeah, right. it depends on what you want and what options you want with controllers and keyboards and all that sort of stuff. So I'll have to look into those uh, controls. It's been ages since I played with the joystick. Yeah, like, yeah. I've got proper, I've got one proper um, one. Yeah, I got one a couple of years ago, just a USB one that plugs into any Windows computer or Mac. Oh, yeah. You can install MAME on there, and I was playing some games on MAME, mm. so that worked fine. Yeah, I'll have to look into a joystick, because, yeah, because otherwise, how do you play, you know, on a computer? Yeah, your Bluetooth keyboard? would be better, though, because you wouldn't leave your Pi over there where the TV is and sit on the couch and not have this great big long cable, and then yes. how many ports have you got in the Pi, and what else do you want to plug in and stuff? If you've got Bluetooth, everything. Yeah. Or the is it fast enough? No, not much latency in Bluetooth. Like... No, no, they've got uh, really good controllers. All of them say these controllers have got no latency, very fast. Oh, yeah, that's good. Because you always, you know, it's always the joystick's fault, isn't it, when you die? Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's my excuse, and I'm sticking with it, damn it. I pushed up, I pushed up. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, that brings us to the end of the show this week. Thanks for joining us. It's uh, good to be here on a on another week on the sunny Gold Coast, which I believe is quite much warmer than other parts of the country. So I hope it's you're just... drizzly rainy here for a while, but I'm hoping for a sunny weekend because mm-hmm. the radio station's got a special family fun day on. I want to pop down and check oh, out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they reckon we're going to get some rain, so that's probably what we're getting, probably that taree rain. I'll send it up to you. You probably need it. Yeah, no, we've had enough. There you thanks. go. So, yeah, so, oh, yeah, so did I finish my aerial? I did finish my aerial story. I did buy the aerial, and now I've got all the HD channels, so I'm all right. Uh, you can hear us on the Aussie Tech Radio. I did all that. I did everything, so there's nothing left to do but get out of here. All right. Bye. Thanks, Jace. We'll see you next time, and I hope to have you listen to us next time as well, uh, wherever it may be and whenever it may be. So, like the show. Until then, yes, like the show on Facebook. Don't forget a fantastic climactic series finale to Doctor Who. Uh, this this Sunday, I love it. It's back. The se- season was got meandering off on a on My a daughter hasn't somewhere. seen any of season 10 at all. Yeah, right. What's she's she coming doing? on holiday, so we're just going to binge watch the whole lot on Netflix. Oh, all yes. it's there. Nine and 10, I think. Oh, I just can't. This episode last week was just back to Doctor Who. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. All right. <laughs> see you guys. See you bye. next time. Bye-bye.